0: The Washington Commanders are being sold, and not to Jeff Bezos. It's Friday, April 14th, I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. The Washington Commanders are being sold to a group led by Josh Harris, who co-owns the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils, along with billionaire Mitchell Rails and Magic Johnson. Joining me to break this down is our senior reporter, A.J. Perez. Welcome, A.J. How's it going? Great. So I'll say at the top that there's still some moving parts here. This is sales not been made official, um, but it looks like it is happening. So what do we know about this buyer group and this deal?
1: Well, it's not done yet. And I think uh, we're still maybe a little ways off. Uh, They haven't even agreed on a number, uh, finalized on, on that part uh whether and that was as of an hour ago so uh it's there's still some moving parts now it could be announced at any time um but once the uh once the uh, paperwork goes in the nfl you know it will we'll know before that but you know the application process is you know it takes a couple months at the nfl but uh, what we know about Mitchell rails is a uh, one of the uh is a billionaire um co-founder of an industrial firm out here uh in the dc area and magic Johnson who uh, who's magic Johnson and we're also going to see a couple other names probably added either bef- right before it's announced officially uh, or or during the uh, or doing during the process kind of like how' we how with the Broncos with Lewis Hamilton and Condoleezza Rice and others you know there's gonna be other names added to Harris's and it Harris's uh, group um, so we will you know there will it was headed this way it's been headed this way for weeks yesterday we found out Bezos or, uh, you know, on Wednesday, we found out Bezos was not going to be part of it. Fertita dropped out. He basically said, I did 5.6 and I was high as I was going to go. So we've known, you know, for weeks and we've been reported for now three weeks that the only contender has been Harris. And the only other option would be Snyder to keep the team, which was maybe a 1% chance that would ever happen.
0: Yeah. And now in retrospect, it feels like Bezos dropping out, Fertita dropping out, it feels like that's that's when the deal was. Close enough to done that they could say, "All right, it's it's not going to be us. It is going to be Harris and his group." Is that how you're seeing this too?
1: Yeah, I think they're just they're just bargaining. They they were likely just bargaining on numbers, maybe some two things. When it's going to be announced, I figured it would be before the draft, and uh, apparently it didn't happen. Uh, well, it still hasn't been officially announced. I have an idea how it got out there uh, because I don't think uh, you know there are some details that have not been finalized. You know, just because it looks like. It's going to be, uh, it's headed that way. And we all said it was going, (laughs) we've been saying it for a while. It's, you know, there still could be a hiccup, but yeah, it's, I think we're, I think this whole, I think we're going to see uh, over the next, uh, you know, a few days, you know, what, uh, what uh, they are going to be uh, bringing to the table here. Because the first thing they're going to have to figure out is a new stadium, you know, after they get settled in. After they get approved by the owners, which will happen, likely almost certainly happen before training camp starts in July. So well, they're going to enter a season with probably the same coaching staff, same front office, but this, but they'll have a, uh, but they're going to be having, uh, you know, kind of learn on the job. And you know, year one is going to be uh, kind of status quo. Maybe they'll figure a quarterback out. Other than that, you know, they're going to enter the season with pretty much who they have now in the front office, um, and uh, and coaching wise.
0: And what sense? How accurately or? Um Maybe yeah, that's the wrong term, but what do we know about the, the price here? We
1: were the first to report that it was uh, near $6 billion. Um, and uh, you know, there, Chef, Adam Schefter reported it was $6. You know, I had pushed back immediately from my sources that at that time, as of three weeks ago, it had not reached $6 yet. Um, and I have no confirmation. It's gotten closer to 6 I was told recently, but I have no confirmation that it, that it is $6 billion dollars. That's one of the details that has not uh, really been confirmed um, by my sources, and seems like I've been—I'm in the same boat as a lot of other reporters.
0: Yeah, and it feels like it's going to be around six. I'm basing that on Tillman Fertitta saying I had to draw the line somewhere, and I wasn't going to go to going to go to six billion. So if it's not six, yeah. it's probably going to be pretty close. Very
1: close to it. It could be six point one, five point nine, five point nine nine. Who knows? But yeah, but that I means I mean, this is the most a team will have ever sold. Pro sports team worldwide. Now Manchester United could come and you know top that if it, if the, the Glazers you know get their get the get the number they want um, for for that Premier League team. But so right now this is the most most uh, franchises ever sold. So,
0: mm-hmm. and in terms of next steps, I know the owners have to approve this, but that seems like a foregone conclusion. Is there anything else we should be watching out for?
1: Um, no, it's just gonna be it's it, this this process once it's been once the application goes in. The Bank of America has been the one vetting this and leading the process. You know, they're have to be confident with Josh Harris, and there's no reason not to be. You have a, a group that's worth at, at least twelve billion dollars uh net worth. And that's probably that's before the names that are gonna be entering that that uh um that we expect to, you know, that's gonna be probably grow even more. So it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna it's a little, it'll be you know, I'm not saying it's a rubber stamp kind of thing, but the NFL's, you know is going to be uh so a lot of a lot of the owners and beyond the commanders fans as well is uh, you know they're they're going to be happy um with uh with somebody else new um you know running the team
0: yeah i mean i think for so many people including most of the nfl owners the most important thing about josh harris and mitchell rails and magic johnson is that none of them are dan snyder so i think they'll be happy to be moving on here yeah you got that right (laughs) all right aj thanks so much for joining us no problem Up next, I spoke to ESPN NBA analyst Doris Burke. She's a Hall of Fame broadcaster and has deep roots in the NBA. We had a great conversation about where the NBA is at as a league and what we're looking at going into the playoffs. I also got her to pick her her championship team for this year. So we'll have that conversation right after this. Here's what's trending now. You can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. Everything they need to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity. Whether your business generates millions or hundreds of millions of dollars, take advantage of this special financing offer of no payments or interest for six months at netsuite.com slash frontoffice. That's NetSuite.com slash frontoffice. All right, joining me now, I'm very excited to have ESPN NBA analyst Doris Burke. Welcome, Doris.
2: Oh, and good to be with you. How you doing?
0: Doing great. So we are on the cusp of the NBA playoffs, though at the time of recording, actually, the West is still pretty unsettled. Uh, What are the big narratives for you heading into the postseason?
2: Oh, gosh, this is a year unlike any other, Owen. So, you know, obviously on the east side, you have the two teams that many expect to be um, dominant in the playoffs. You know, it's Boston and Milwaukee. They have set themselves apart from everybody else. What's amazing to me is that Denver has been atop the west standings for, for feels like months now and yet it doesn't feel like they're getting any momentum or juice or belief in the fact that they've had the best record in the West, they've been the most consistent. Um, and obviously questions abound. They, they can score on absolutely anybody. Their offense is going to be amazing. The big question is, can Nikola Jokic and their interior defense hold up in the playoffs? Um, for us, you know, as a network, obviously, you know, um, two of the biggest drivers of the sport in terms of ratings remain LeBron James, And Steph Curry. So we're obviously always sort of keeping track of where they stand. Um, But I could name a million storylines. I grew up a New York Knicks fan. So the fact that they, um, you know, have played probably above expectations is a lot of fun for me. So many, many things.
0: Yeah, I also grew up a New York Knicks fan, and at some point just kind of disassociated my emotions from how they did, because uh, that was just a mentally healthy thing to do. Um, But yeah, it's nice to see them uh, in the playoffs and not in the play-in tournament. Um, yeah, we, you mentioned Le- LeBron and Steph, and I, first I was thinking this feels like the healthiest the NBA has ever been because there are a bunch of really good teams, a bunch of uncertainty heading into the playoffs. It's really good drama. At the same time, yeah, if you're the league, obviously you would like the Lakers, the Warriors, you know, the Knicks, maybe the Nets. There's some marquee teams that could be doing a little better. Dallas, I guess. Um, so yeah, how would you say, what's the state of the league for you right now?
2: Well, I think it's always been a star driven league. And and the first thing as you as I was listening to you talk and even me making the comment about LeBron and, and Steph being, you know, drivers of ratings still, and you're seeing, you know, younger stars start to make an impact in ratings. Um, and certainly you're wondering who 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 is the next face of the league, obviously. One thing that struck me as I was listening to you, Owen, was what happened in women's basketball. And the power of one player, not that uh, Caitlin Clark was the driver of those incredible, um, you know, women's basketball ratings exclusively, but you certainly had her as part of what became a compelling individual story that certainly helped enhance the ratings. Obviously, South Carolina being on a 42-game win streak, could they go back-to-back? But it is always fascinating to me sort of – you know, who is the star and what's the main thing that draws. But I agree with you. I think the league is so healthy. Um, you know, the play-in tournament, it had exactly, I think, the desired effect that the league had hoped for, right? Look at how competitively teams are playing. You're living and dying with the, the wins and losses on a nightly basis. So that play-in tournament has, you know, I won't say, you know, eliminated Tank. And we knew the teams that didn't, you know, San Antonio obviously – based on their moves and the the lack of winning from one of the most successful organizations, they're in the Wemben-Yama sweepstakes. But I think the league is healthy. One of the things I admire about the league, Owen, if there is something wrong with the league, if there's something that they are constantly being hit and critiqued at, they take a hard look at it and they say, do we need to make a change? So what did they do about, you know, sort of the load management? Well, at the next collective bargaining agreement, Guys will have to play 65 games at a minimum if you're going to win an award. So I think the league is healthy. I think, um, obviously, we we have, uh, we have a, a stake in sort of renewing our media rights deal at ESPN, and I'm curious to see how that plays out. But I think it's obviously in a very good space.
0: Yeah, and you just touched on a bunch of things I wanted to ask you about. But since you mentioned, yeah, the, the media rights deal coming up, I'm just curious what it's like for you personally – Oh, uh, you know, with the the current deal runs was another two years, and so you know, obviously ESPN is going to be very much at the table. But what is it like for you, just you know, with with your employer, um, hopefully, but not definitely, going to continue on as an NBA broadcaster?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're we are, and me in particular, right? I go about my job a little bit differently than than say like. Hubie Brown has coached in the league. He's a seminal figure in that sports history. Jeff Van Gundy has coached in NBA Finals. Mark Jackson, you know, had a long, long successful tenure as a player. It's different. I I almost I don't want to say I come at it from a fan's perspective, but I, I am first and foremost a fan. And so obviously um I love what I do on a nightly basis. I'm pulling like hell for ESPN to extend that contract. Um, but I also know, you know, the New York Post recently came out with a story, sort of documenting, you know, that we can expect layoffs. We can expect layoffs from coworkers. Um, you can expect that from fellow announcers. I've lived through it once, and um, you know, it's not easy. You know, you, you know, business is business. You're hoping and pulling for us to to do the right things to get the contract renewed. But I'll say this to you. Um, in light of all the business implications for Disney and us, I'm optimistic we get it. But until we sign that contract, I take nothing for granted—absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you really can't in in this day and age because uh, not only are there the legacy networks, but there are some some new players in there with you know Apple, Amazon trying to make their mark here. Um, hopping back to to the NBA. Um, you know, it, it is it is really a star driven league, as you said. And when you think of the history of the NBA, you know, in the '90s, you think you, know, you think Jordan, like the next era, you think Shaq, Kobe. Now it's LeBron, Steph. Um, do you see? And I guess I was gonna say, do you see an era apparent to to those guys? I feel like there are some obvious ones like Giannis, but um, maybe Ja Morant. Um, but but yeah. If when LeBron does move on, when Steph moves on or becomes less of a factor, who do you see as the next big names taking up that mantle?
2: Well, I certainly can't wait to see uh, Victor play next season, that's for sure. Um, And I'm wondering, is Zion going to make a reappearance? I think obviously when Zion has been healthy, he has been one of the most captivating figures in the sport. And um, I remember, you know, when he was healthy, sort of reading a, a note about the vertical for for Zion is exactly the same as for Ja. Two distinctly different body types who go about the game in different ways, and yet their vertical is exactly the same, and they are both electric. Luka Doncic, um, you know, to listen to other players talk about him, to hear Kevin Durant in his head say, that guy likes to, you know... Uh, make you pretend that he's too slow and he can't get this shot off and he can't get past you. And he said, the next thing you know, there's a step back three going left in the bucket or, you, you know, he's bodied up and he's been past you and he's got you in the rear view mirror. Um, so I think there's a lot of guys, you know, um, Giannis is obviously it's, it's remarkable to me to think that this guy is a wrecking ball on the NBA And yet there's still more levels to come. I wrongly, Owen, wrongly at the start of this year predicted he would shoot something like, you know, 37% on threes. I was dead wrong. But I, I'm not giving up
0: hope. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I love Giannis. I was introduced to him when, um, some number of years ago, I was, when I'm in the Bay Area, I went to see a Warriors game and, and I said, oh, it looks like the Bucks are pretty good. Let's go see them play the Bucks. Like they're going to win anyway. It was at the time when just you assume the Warriors are going to win every night. And I was like, wait, who's that guy? He's just like dominated. They couldn't do nothing against him. And the Bucks crushed them. Do you have a prediction for how these playoffs are going to shake out? Maybe uh, who, who's going to be in the finals?
2: Yeah, I have a hard time um, saying anybody other than the Milwaukee Bucks, to be perfectly honest with you. Though one thing happened last night. I was watching that game, and Chris Middleton exited, and it was a knee. And obviously, they played long stretches early in the year without him. And because the one challenge the Bucks have is their offensive game, at times, can stall, the pick and roll with Giannis and Chris helped them win a championship when they won it. So Chris's health is preeminent. They've been remarkably successful through all iterations of guys missing because Giannis is the great driver. I don't know if you see, you know, some of the effort plays he makes on a nightly basis. It's it's absolutely insane. I think Boston is a worthy foe, and you like to believe because they've been there and done that and closed them out in a game seven, but the Bucks just locked up home court advantage throughout the playoffs. And I'm, you know, given health the health of Chris Middleton, I like the Bucks to come out. And I also like the Bucks to win the whole thing.
0: All right. Well, we've gotten two NBA Finals predictions on this podcast, you and Bomani Jones, and you are in agreement that, that the Bucks are the team to beat. Doris Berg, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That's all for today. With the NBA and NHL playoffs starting and MLB still in its early days when you can still be optimistic about most teams if you're in the mood and they're not playing the Rays, this is one of the very best times of the sports year. Shoot us a message at today at frontofficesports.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll see you Monday.